Hi, welcome to Suplex of Sticks, a gaming podcast hosted by David and Seth. Hi. And Forrest. I tower over all of you. You do. You are much higher than you usually <laughs> are. Uh, Seth is covered in cat hair. I am. From his chest up, because uh, he let my cat, or Marianne's cat, rub all over him. Yes. So excuse any allergy many, many sounds. Many allergies to <laughs> us all in um, this holiday eve. I don't think I could ever have you over at my house, unfortunately. Oh no! There'd he be will, too many cats. He will you. go. He. I have no problem with the cats at my house. It's just Kiki. Yeah. Well, oh. she she sheds a lot. She's she lot does. Of, she's okay. got a lot of dander too. I see. Boy, does she. Yes, uh, it's my life. <laughs> um, welcome to the game of the year episode. This one is gonna be interesting. We've concocted a new way to combine all three of us, which we always try to do, into one singular list. Um, this year, you will get to hear a little more personal level of our actual lists as we work together and vote. Uh, and um, essentially, we are going to each say our top 10 uh, one by one uh, round robin. And then that the number one game on our list will get 10 points. The 10th game on our list will get one point. And we will do the math at the end to see what is our combined mm-hmm. top 10 list of 2023. The Unimind Aggregate. Yes. We did it. Honestly, looking back at the games I beat last year, I'm still pretty fine without having done one last year. I, Because uh, we didn't do one last year. I don't know if you remember. I didn't remember that. Yeah. Um, I did not. If we did, I don't remember doing it. Um, <laughs> I don't I'm pretty remember sure what I played last year. Yeah. Um, I have a running list of games. I had a hard games. time trying to remember what I played this year. you got to keep a note. And I, yeah. I put a note every time I beat a game, I put it in that list. So i got to pull up these crazy numbers. Continue talking. At the beginning of this year, I tried doing that. Like I have a, I have like a private Discord server that I have, so I don't have to use up like my Google Drive space or anything, or like my <laughs> that's, notes, because I didn't have an iPad at the time either. Um, so I have a private server that's just me, and I have a gaming channel on but there. But you could to, just have a Google Doc. I, okay, okay, I, have, okay. I, have, I I ran into a Google Doc storage problem earlier this year, so it's good that this I man, did not. This man has a lot of docs. Yes. Um, and I came across a template that I had saved in there for that I made at the beginning of this year that was a, supposed to be a month-by-month um, list for me to track what games I completed, when I started them, when I finished them, how long I played them, and keep, like... Oh, like wow. notes and stuff for them. I really set myself up well at the beginning of this year. I only filled in one single game on there. Wow. <laughs> uh, gosh. So, you did all the work to prepare yourself and then didn't, didn't actually didn't do, do any it. follow through. Yeah, so, so I want to change that going into this next year, but it's just funny seeing that almost an entire year later. I don't keep <laughs> track of stuff I played. I keep track of stuff I beat. Yeah. I, because at the end of the day, if I... Like something enough, I will beat it. Right. And that's the tough. problem. It's tough, especially so uh, based on the the different uh, recap stuff that Xbox, Nintendo, and, and Sony put out, I definitely played at least 100 different games this year. Oh, wow. Seth, good lord. Now, of course, some of that is not it's games that I like. 
turned on and then started to play it. And then within minutes, I was like, I don't want to play this now and turned it off and never touched it again. Um, but so, yeah, that was that was my issue. And going back and be like, what did I actually play? Uh, it, I definitely did that a lot out. this year. I definitely, this year was the year of me installing things and <laughs> playing for five to ten minutes and being like, this really isn't for me, probably. Yeah. And then uninstalling. Uh, one of the biggest victims of that was uh, Roller Drome. <laughs> mm, yeah. That lasted uh, maybe five minutes. Um, I I have some stuff like... Almost, that, uh, almost 2,000 hours of gaming. Jeez, Seth. That's pro, insane. Pro, just, just Switch and Xbox. Really? That's well, I only I also only played like two games on PS5, so yeah, me too. My wrapped for that was interesting. Um, Spider Man and the Quarry. Oh, I can't remember what my two were, and one of them was Spider Man. Um, I haven't really posted it in the Discord, but I can't remember. But they were both exclusives, so it, you know, <laughs> oh, Final Fantasy sixteen. <laughs> right, right. Um, so let's let's get into it. Because it's going to be a little drawn out. We'll we'll explain what our thinking is as we do it. We'll start at the lowest, of course, uh, because we are, you know, we want to build up to number one. Um, should we each do all of our list? No. Or go in a circle? I say go one by one. Yeah. On I, I say let's do tens and then nines. Okay. So I'll kick it off. My number ten. Maybe controversial, I'm sorry, uh, but like putting in the list, I really wanted it there, but I couldn't put any higher. Uh, mine is Mario RPG. That's my ten, so it's, it's only it's, it's only getting yeah. one point for me. Listen, it's not even the best Mario game to come out this year. It is not the best Mario game to come <laughs> out this year, a hundred percent. I'm sorry. It's neither the I best think, Mario nor the best RPG to come here's out Here's the this problem. Year. <laughs> I think... I think sorry, this, sorry. Seth. What about the best super game to come out this year? Sure. Ooh. Uh, no, the, the new one is Super Mario... Or is it just Mario Brothers Odyssey? No, it's Super Mario Bros. Wonder. Yeah. Mm. No. So right. here's the thing. Or I no, like Mario, Mario RPG. Wonder. I haven't gotten to talk about my feelings on this game on the show. true. Um, we haven't had a we haven't had a, a show for us to to get into what we've been playing. Because I beat bit. it in time for last week, but last week was Christmas. Yes. Um, well, right. It was Christmas the, was a couple of days ago. Christmas but, week that we took off. Yeah. yeah God, yeah, yeah. I and to be honest, really needed it. Yeah. Um, so here's the thing: I like that game a lot. I like the story. I like all the weird little characters. The little freaks. Um. Yeah, I liked a lot the of funny guys. I there. liked the gameplay until about halfway through uh, when I decided, uh, oh no, this isn't working for me. Mm. But I liked the story enough to keep going. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so that was it. Really, it's the gameplay halfway th- It just got tired for me. And maybe. I wish there was a little more quality of life stuff done to like stat values that would have incentivized mm-hmm. me to engage with the mechanics of the game more. Well, because just again, hit, it, it is like hit did more damage. Yeah, than, there isn't a whole lot of complexity to the battle system. 
But there is the the uh, they give you the idea that there is by right. adding weaknesses. When the weaknesses really, if you just do hit, you're doing more than the weaknesses. Yeah, most of I the feel time. like that's weird. I feel like um, it is weird. <laughs> yeah, definitely. There's not a whole lot of pushback in the game um, from enemies. Especially as you get further into the game. Yeah, and the main um, pushback really just gets fixed by you realizing, oh, I need to grind some before I go to this area. And then going and fighting maybe. every enemy. Um, yeah, and uh, of course it is an old game. Um, yeah. And so a lot of stuff that even Nintendo later refined in further Mario RPGs is not really there. Um I still think the Super Nintendo version is the better version of the game hmm. um, for many, many different reasons. But I, I, I enjoyed my time revisiting um, the game. And I think some of the most fun content is actually the post-game bosses because they actually force you to use other mechanics and just hitting uh, attack every turn. Um, yeah. Which for me... Uh, made it worth playing through the game again. I mean, for me, it's always worth it playing because I love the game. Um, but the, the extra stuff they added on the end was was a lot of fun for me. Yeah. So one point for me. Yep. For Mario RPG. Uh, Seth. My number ten was Pikmin Four. Oh. Yeah, I don't know that I ever I forgot actually, that came out. Yeah, I don't know this that I ever year? actually talked about it on the show. I actually I did. Well, I don't know. Uh, I, I waffle between including this or Pikmin 2. Mm. Um, you didn't decide to double <laughs> Pikmin it? Uh, no. Oh. Uh, but I did put I basically the same but... amount of time into both of them. Um, like 32 hours. Um, That's a lot of time. Yeah, uh, like they're not... It's funny, I was looking at my, my playtime, because I also bought Pikmin 1 when they released it, and right. I beat that in like six hours. Heck yeah. Um, which is, you know, it's very... That's, for that six hours, a great time. Uh, fully can recommend playing replaying through Pikmin 1 in like two days. Or, you know, spread it out if you don't want to mainline it. Um, but yeah, so I think I just... I picked Pikmin 4 here just because it was uh, the newer and, um, I don't know, more refined experience. They're very similar games um, in that they're just about, hey, take as long as you want, just find all the treasures in these different worlds. But um, the worlds... Uh, uh, the, first of all, it's really good-looking game. The, the But the way... Because it's got more power, the... the and because you have Ochi now, the the dog guy you can ride around on, um, because he has access to a jump, you can just ride on him and jump over things. Um, it makes it, it it makes it easier for you to move around vertically, and so the the levels get to become a lot taller. And they finally did stuff like inside a house, um, which was kind of maybe the coolest environment in the game. Mm. It was just you know it's it's a lot of fun. Um, I really enjoyed the, I forget what they call it, the kind of, the Dandori battles, which are sort of timed, hey, can you 
go through this set room with all of your Pikmin and get all the stuff in a certain amount of time. And then there were competitive battles against other uh, Pikmin controllers. Um, I, I, re- I just really enjoyed all the, the fun little extra stuff they've put on there. And it's just uh, it's a very, very fun experience from beginning to end. Nice. Nice. I don't think we'll go as deep into every game, but some of these I know that we haven't talked about. Yeah, I haven't talked about them. Yeah. Uh, Forrest, what was your number 10? Uh, I'm starting off my list with The Finals. Mm. Oh. Uh, kind of a, so, kind of a last had, minute surprise of the year. Yeah, I've had downloaded, but I uh, have not started. I got to play the beta for this a few months back, and I've been playing it pretty consistently every weekend with with some of my friends. Uh, and, you know, I'm not going to do the expected of me move and somehow include Halo in this list. Mm, um, interesting. But this this is genuinely... Spoilers. <laughs> yeah, spoilers. <laughs> Surprising that I'm not. Um, but no, this is a very fun multiplayer game that I think really does stand out from the crowd um, that it is thrown itself into. Um, a just... I rarely can I think of any other recent multiplayer game that is that I've had matches this close to either losing it all or winning it all. Um, very, like, last-second victories, um, but that just get the adrenaline pumping and the hype hyping, you know? I need, I need to play it. I texted you the other night to see if you had three already and you never texted me back, so I... <laughs> I didn't. I was like, well, I don't want to play my first time by myself. <laughs> so part of and that was that I didn't see your text until like an hour later, and I thought I texted you back. Oh, uh, yeah. And then... You didn't. And then, I, and, and then I looked the next morning and was Classic. like, wait, I never texted David back. <laughs> Crap. That's uh, okay. And then at that point it was like, well, the ship has sailed. <laughs> but, yeah, I yeah. want to play it. Apparently it is very good. I've heard... From mo- like on multiple podcasts, that yeah. listen to that they they like really really like it, so as they should. Um, Seth, you should download it and we can play it one night because mm. it's three. It's free to play. Yeah, mm. it's not even a Game Pass one. You could just play it free to play. That's true. Um, but I haven't played the semifinals. How will I know uh, well, how the mm. game works? So true. I don't know. Well, thank God there's a tutorial section. Yeah. Um. So you can you can kind of figure figure things out from there. Um, my number nine is uh, Jedi Survivor. That's mm. that's where it sits. Uh, it's where it deserves to be, in my opinion. This game is a real victim of... The story really killed a lot of the experience for me by the end of it. Uh, mm. I think it is a really good game. I do think it is affected by some bloat. They did add a lot of extraneous open wide areas that didn't need to be there um, for the sake of creating a bigger game, uh, which a lot of developers end up in the trap of when they make a sequel. Yeah. That first game was a really... Tight, really good tight, game. Like and straight up Metroidvania style map design yeah. of looping back around on itself in a really cool but like makes sense way. And this one adds a lot more 
uh, open areas on some. It's like of the Kingdom maps. Hearts two, and it in that sort of sense. Well, mm. hold on, not in comparison that's to Kingdom perfect, Hearts one. That's a nearly perfect game. But I mean, we like, the, but I mean, like it. the level design. <laughs> that might you know, be on my number. I'm just kidding. Now that I'm thinking about it, I don't mean this is a slight to Kingdom no, Hearts too. I didn't play it this year, but, <laughs> but that definitely is my number one game uh, of the year. Um, at any point, it does have the threat of being on a list uh, yeah. for me. Uh, but re- really, Jedi Survivor is good, great even in some aspects, but it does not punch above some of the games higher on the list. Um, mm-hmm. So that's where it sits. Yeah, so, some, some, sometimes even a good game is just not for you as good as an experience of other games. Yeah. You know? And that's no slight. I mean, to be fair, it. this is a very stacked year. It is. Even yeah. great experiences could be pushed down towards the bottom of a top ten list like this. Oh, yeah. yeah. I agree. All right, Seth. My, what are we on? Number nine. nine. Uh, Mighty. No, that game. That game. Ended <laughs> Funny, up you should say that. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> no uh, my number nine is Arcade Paradise. Oh yeah, the, you did uh, really like this. Yeah, game. the I forgot that was this the year. dry cleaning simulator that has arcade games in it. Um, you know, I I was as I was making my list, I was like, um, going waffling over what what should be on, what the order should be. Because I was like, man, this is a really, like, normie list. These are all, like, big budget <laughs> yeah. AAA games. Um, it's hard, but, like, this year is hard to not have a list like that. Yeah. Um, uh, and so I, I decided to, to throw this on here because uh, yeah, it, it was a really very zen experience mm-hmm. uh, in gaming, and I, and I really enjoyed it. It provided something different than a lot of the other games did, uh, which I think is, is to its credit. Yeah. Yeah, fun game. On Game Pass. Forest. Number nine. Number nine, yes. <laughs> uh, for me, it's Final Fantasy sixteen. Mm. Um I ha- have not beaten it, but I've got I played more than enough of this game uh to realize it probably wasn't going to get any higher on this list for sure. Um, but also what I have played of it, I did really like. David knows that I did not get to the the more grating parts of the game where it kind of just tires out. So I've kind of left myself at a, <laughs> at a good mindset with this game at the moment. You did. Um, and sometimes that's okay to just leave Go a game. Go off on there. a high note. Yeah. Yeah, why why force yourself all the way down through the falls, you know? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, um, the second half of that game might have been better for me had I not engaged with the secondary content. Yeah. yeah. But I was too far. And at some point, I will get around to doing it, but... Uh, with, Will you really? I, I, I would like to. I would like to make you, the effort. You should beat it. Um, I would say mainline it. Yeah, don't, absolutely. Don't do... Don't touch it. A second of the <laughs> secondary content. content. None yeah. of it is worthwhile. None of it means anything. Uh, so yeah. But. <laughs> but, <coughs> I'm so sorry. It's okay. <clears throat> I you know I don't know if you remember, but like last year and earlier this year, 
I was like, dang, that's going to be my game of the year. I thought it was going to be too. Yeah. I really did. They really turned up, cranked up the hype machine before this game came out. Yeah. They showed exactly the right amounts of the game for everyone to get super excited and think it was going to be perfect for them. They definitely touted enough of the Devil May Cry stuff for me to think it was going to be like it. Sold me so easily. Yeah. Hmm. It is not like Devil May Cry. Yeah. I actually went back earlier this year a little bit and played like a few hours of DMC5. Of course you did. I don't doubt that for a second. Yeah, yeah. And it was after, I think, uh, FF16 came out. And I, you know, I was sitting there playing DMC and I'm like, man, this is it. This This, is a real game. This is the pinnacle of (laughs) stylish combat. Yeah. And it does not get better from here, (laughs) clearly, Um, between Bayonetta 3 and... FF sixteen, yeah. Ooh. All right, um, my number eight is Exo Primal. Mm. Mm. Very good. You want to hear me talk about that game? There's <laughs> other episodes selection. where we've talked about it. Um, I have it downloaded still. I still think about Exo Primal. Fair. Um, I that game is still very much in my conscious. It's on my list. Yeah. This good, was good. this was almost on my list, but you I know, acknowledge that I did not play enough of it I as think, y'all did to warrant it being on there. For I me. think that if you had played enough to experience the story the f- like we did, you would have put it higher. Absolutely. Or put it on. I believe that. It, listen, it it was genuinely like on my like I I narrowed down my list and that was the last cut that I mm. made, was Exo Primal. I'll be honest, uh, the last cut that I made was Final Fantasy sixteen. <laughs> it's not on the list. Uh, That's fair. A real RPG actually made it instead of that thing. Same. Which was called RPG. Yes. Ugh. Oh, yeah. Um, See, that's that's the problem with Final Fantasy sixteen is that it wasn't Final Fantasy sixteen RPG. Huh, it definitely could have used some... RPG elements. Uh, but, you know, it is... I can't tell you how... The palpitation of disappointment I felt <laughs> when I saw a grass creature and I hit it with a fire spell. And it and did not nothing, burst into No multiplier, nothing. And I was like, oh no, what? <laughs> That's what? not right. Uh, yeah. Um, sorry. Okay. Sorry, Square Enix. <laughs> You're... <laughs> Your next year's game will probably be number one. Don't worry. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But, uh, Seth, what is your number eight? My number eight is Wo Long Fallen Dynasty. Yes, sir. Uh, never beat the game. I think it's the only game on my list I didn't actually beat. Hmm. Uh, but I played a lot of it. You did like it. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I think... You know, uh, I almost didn't include this on my list, actually. Um, but I, you know, I, I appreciate it enough that I, I wanted to put it on. I, I just, my, honestly, the biggest thing that I hold against it is probably that it's not Neo. That, uh, is- <laughs> that it doesn't have the exact same gameplay. Yeah. Um, but I appreciate all the changes that it made, and I thought it was interesting, and it's... Uh, had a very cool storyline with Lubu in it, mm-hmm. which uh, mm-hmm. once that was resolved, it was really cool. Uh, didn't, but it didn't get to the end. Um, but yeah, it's a it was a very fun game, uh, despite me not finishing it. And I'm 
I don't know that I'll, I'll ever get back into it because it's hard to it's hard to jump back into one of those, especially in a late game stage. Right, right. It's why I'm terrified of the Elden Ring DLC. I might not get it. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, I don't think I'll end up with it. <laughs> because All right. it depends on how big it is. <laughs> you like, cowards! It's just it when you when you've ejected a game like that. It's, yes, it's, how, how are you gonna do it? So easily. It depends. Because the problem is I want to keep playing Elden Ring, but I set it down so that I could do other things. But it is gnawing at the back of my mind every day. Oh, it's because you didn't beat it. Did you beat it? I platinumed that game, dude. But did you beat it? Yes. Uh, (laughs) Twice. I guess I I don't know how, like... I put, like, like, (laughs) over 150 hours into that game. The problem is the... that, That... that sort of rhythm. It depends if the the DLC is actually like a sizable chunk of a game. Yeah. Sort of like a, a standalone DLC. Uh, if it's just like extra bosses, I can easily dismiss that in my head. That's the thing. Um, Fair. So we'll see. Yeah. Yes. You it's just. I I just feel like it's very hard to get back into the rhythm of those right. games. And so if where you are is at a very late part in the game. Uh, there's, you already have that sort of barrier of, I gotta retrain my brain on how to do all this stuff without the easy. And then have to do it at like late game or in game level skill. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Forrest, what's your number eight? Number eight is Like a Dragon Gaiden, the man who erased his name. Mm. Mm. Uh, So just put Lad G if you want to make this easier for yourself on the list. I'm sure it'll be. No offense, the only person that put it on their list. No, that's fair. Um, these games, I don't, those games are not for me. That's fair, but uh, I'm glad they exist. I love the characters and energy and like style of mm-hmm. these games, but uh, all of them are like way too long, and this yeah. one is nice and sweet and short, fifteen uh, ish hours. There you go. Uh, really just... Don't have to spend 100 hours going back and forth across doing, the streets of yeah, Tokyo. Yeah, exactly. Doing, but doing does, pointless mini-games. I guess my... You have my curiosity now. That's the thing. But It's got a you, Sonic the Fighters arcade in it. Do you have to know the rest of the story around these characters? I would say no, because the game literally starts with, like, the, the main character of the series, Cosmic Kiryu. Like, he gets... In this thing, and he basically, the opening, like, 10 to 15 minutes of the game is him talking with a Yakuza boss saying, fake my death, I will owe you, protect the people I care about, I'll do whatever you want. So, it kind of is, like, it's not like a clean slate necessarily, but, like, basically all the previous stuff doesn't gotcha. affect this the, story. the main story being told for this mm-hmm. game. Mm-hmm. Um He's Joe like, Ryu now. Yeah, yeah. So you like you're it. It basically is like you've moved to a new town and <coughs> you don't know anyone, and they don't. They only know you by reputation, and but not actually specifics. So yeah. thankfully, the game doesn't require previous playing of the series. Yeah, I would say. Um, <coughs> And those games are just really fun gameplay-wise. They're just beat-em-ups. Straight-up brawlers. Beat the crap out of dudes. Uh, the only problem I have is that there are these things called heat actions, which are basically just, co- like, 
bombastic cutscene finishers where you pick up an item and slam a dude with it, uh, and it does like a cutscene for it. And unfortunately, the timing window for those things feels so inconsistent. Like the the button prompt for it will pop up. It's like the reaction commands from Kingdom Hearts Two, mm. um, except like. This is such a great so, mechanism. Yes, uh, this is gonna be my. That was my problem with Mario RPG. Is <laughs> I could never. Some of these, uh, you just gotta learn how to time the hits, man. Well, sometimes, but then, like by the time it had you, indicators, by the time you realize in like a Dragon Gaiden, by the time you realize that, like, oh, the heat action prompt is up, and you go to press it, it goes away. Like mm. sometimes it's literally that quick. Of, uh, oh, you weren't quick enough, and it's like, what? The dude's still laying on the ground. Like, you gotta be why Why can I not do this thing? Mm. Um, well, if you were a former Yakuza member, you would be, be ready so quick at all on the times. draw. Yeah, yeah. That's the problem. Or a, or a veteran of these games, yeah. you know? Uh, which you just don't have I the skills. <laughs> you cannot, Jeez. and you cannot pay the bills with said skills. So true. Right. Um, but yeah, really cool short game about a dude who chose to lose everything that he cared about and just trying to make his way through each day mm. whilst uh, while being thrust back into a world that he left behind years ago. Uh, it's just straightforward, good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And he kicks so much butt and says the coolest one-liners. Mm. He truly just... It's it, it checks off so many boxes for me. Nice. Yeah. Um, my number six? Seven. Seven. I'm sorry. Somewhere. Uh, is Metroid Prime Remake. Nice. That's, I like that game a lot. Yes. It's what, a great game. Like, I was really frustrated with it when I was playing it because of the backtracking and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I am glad that I engaged with that game at a time where there are guides uh, that can help you mm-hmm. navigate some of that. Um, that probably helped my experience. Um, but I did really... I really liked it. There was multiple times where I got lost. It did have... They didn't do a lot of quality of life stuff there, which I understand that part of the point of that game is to get lost. Um, I do I do think that it's better implemented in the side-scrolling ones. Uh, I do think the 3D arena is really good for Metroid Prime, or Metroid, but uh, I think I enjoy getting lost more in the side-scrolling style than I do a 3D space. Hmm. Um, Interesting. Yeah. I and I don't know what it is. I, it could be just a me thing, and I I I take that. Um, but I did. I liked everything about it. The for the most part, the the shooting, all that stuff. It was my first time playing through that game, uh, because I there was always the rumor of a remake, so I never felt the need to try to play it through other means, because um, I figured I'd get to play the remake. It's kind of the same thing with Mario RPG, where there was always. Some sort of quiet rumor or, you know, something that... Rumbling here or there. Yeah, that's going to get re-released or at least put on the Super Nintendo thing on the Switch. Um, so, yeah, uh, Metroid Prime Remake. Uh, it's not the only remake on my list, but it is... Now, see, I... 
I have no remakes on my list. Mm. I think I specifically decided not to do that because I think like my the first an early iteration of my list I was looking through it was like man so many of these games are like old games that I just got a re- that were either remade or released in co- collections or just you know old games that I got around to and I, and I I so I decided to excise those but yeah uh, Metroid Prime uh, is a great game my problem is that I, it was my first time with it. Yeah, so like yeah, it, I know. I so I have no problem with you having it right. on the list, but I feel like it's a game that I have played before and talked about before on this podcast, um, and so it's like I don't, I don't need to do it, even though I think it is comparable to any of the games on my list in terms of how good of a game it is. Yeah, um, I was just like, you know, I'm not gonna I put get it on it. there. I get it. I'm not hurt. It's a good game. Good it, game. Is a, it is a very good game. Um, Seth, what is your number seven? My number seven is going to be Exoprimal. <laughs> hey! Yeah. More points for the boys. Yes. Uh, this, man, I, I don't think the game is super deep. Uh, I think that once it, it's... It's really easy to unlock everything in the game and have no reason to continue playing beyond that point. Uh, but I think the ride to that point, if you are playing with a group of friends, is really incredible. Oh, yeah. Uh, there are just so many holy crap moments in yeah. the game. Uh, that, And it's so... It was just, like, so refreshing and different compared to other games that were coming out. Yeah. It's like, oh, my God, here's a game about big mech suits fighting dinosaurs. This is insane. It really felt like something that should have come out, like, around 2006, 2007. Yeah, absolutely. It had had that sort of, uh, like, PS2 arcade gamey insanity type of feel. Uh, So, yeah, it was a lot of fun. I was... Uh, very, very happy playing it. I would love to play it again. It's one of the only games that I've been able to get, like, five friends together to play this year. Yep. Um, I mean, you can I can get, like, a party of four in Fortnite, but, like, I don't know. There's nothing that brought me the multiplayer joy that uh, genuinely Exo Primal did this year. Yes. Uh, I um, think it definitely helped that it wasn't, you didn't have to be good at killing things. No, well, you, and you didn't have to be precise, which is a good thing. Cause right. Yeah. There were just hordes and hordes of monsters, and wherever you go, you could shoot at anything and they die. If you're playing the weird sniper class, you kind of did, but that yeah. probably the least fun class. Yeah, and that was really only effective in the PvP portions. So, um, Forrest, what was your number seven? My number seven is. Unfortunately, a game that I wished I spent a lot more time with, but I found out my favorite way of playing it was with other people, and that was Mario Wonder. Mm. Um, I genuinely do love this game, and I think it is a testament to how, how varied a game like this can be. You know, like the... The gimmick with the wonder seeds and stuff completely changing the levels, and pretty much each time they did, it was it wasn't something you've come across yet in the game. 
that is very rare, I feel, for a game of that length and of that style to not just repeat stuff so much, you know? Um, and to have almost every single level a new thing happening is just astronomically impressive. Uh, I can't imagine how much time went into, like, brainstorming all of these when they were designing and, and coming up with the ideas for these levels. Um, but it plays great, it feels great, it sounds great, it looks great, and it is just great going through each level and getting a new thing each time. Yeah, this... Mm, I'll be honest, this did not make my list. Wow, okay. Mm. It was... It, it was like an 11. Like, it really was there. I mostly... Here's the thing. Up until, like, I, I really forgot that I played it while I made the list. And then, like, when I came back to the list, or, like, before recording, I was like, oh, yeah, I, I really, really liked it. The problem is I... I like I really liked it, but it it didn't stick with me like other video games did that I played this year. That's fair. Um, but it is like I loved it. I it didn't stick with me like Metroid did, which obviously because I I really my my list was made like I just went like impulse like one through ten, and then I was like, yeah, that's it. I'm like I I knew, you know, mm-hmm. um, so it it's a Bummer that it's not going to get more points, but because I know it's not on Seth's list. Yep, I didn't play it. Oh, but, oh I forgot about that. Yep. Yeah. Dang, man. <laughs> All right. I I do so that others will not have to. <laughs> uh, number six, RE4 remake. <laughs> the middle yes. of my list is the remakes. Well, besides Mario RPG. Yeah, and Metroid. Um, yeah, that is... I. <laughs> well, no, no, because... This is the middle of my list. Is the oh yeah yeah, I thought you were saying starting now are no, all, no, all no, the no. remakes. <laughs> Every remake that's come out this year is the rest of my list. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> we games, got the best ones out of the way. All remakes. Yeah. <coughs> um, God. Really, I liked RE4 a lot. I think I expressed that pretty well in our episode about it. Yeah. Um, I think that game is is very good. Um. I do think we had a lull in recording around when we were talking about that game, and um, and that just kind of happens. But it a uh, great game. I'm this was absurd. I despite the, how much you see that over it being in the game of the year just game awards discussion. Yeah, I don't like that it's there. Yeah, uh, mainly because they here's the thing: theirs isn't a top ten. There's That's like true. six. That's There's true. six, and. I, I just think that there could have been other games there, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, uh, but for a top ten, and especially, like we are looser list. on the rules because I honestly... This is true. If I had played... A, I had games on my how to like list of games I beat this year that were not from this year, but really all the games that came out this year were good. So like other years where games that didn't... You know, I didn't play until yeah. this year. It would have usually made the list. They didn't this year. Um, so, yeah. RE4 Remake uh, gets on uh, my number six. Seth? My number six 
And it's a shame that it's so far down here. Sea of Stars. Mm. Uh, just a wonderful game. Yes, sir. A game that I genuinely wish I had played after listening to Giant Bomb's best... They did. They do a separate episode for Game of the Year with for music, mm-hmm. where they play clips from the music. Yeah, and it's I, got a lot of, it's got okay. a lot of bangers on that. Sound. That Still one, and uh, I'll I'll have to play some clips for you. But the music in Octopath Traveler Two is ascendant. Yes, I'm, I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, listen. Every to, review I've I've seen about it on lists, they're always they they always say, you thought we thought that the music in Octopath Traveler One was good, and then. <laughs> Cranked it up a whole there's like level. there's Gosh. like a ska horn section in one of the fight song like it's wild yeah 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 it's great but yeah see <laughs> Put that stars. On. this right is a now, game stop the episode <laughs> this is a game that I own and I'm definitely gonna make time to play it uh, octopath yeah in, yeah in the upcoming year um it's gonna be one I own soon yes it's supposedly like the low key. Not that I want to step on Sea of Stars because yeah. Forrest will talk about it. It's higher <laughs> on his, I know. But like Octopath is, I've been seeing around like low key been ignored because of the not goodness of the first one. Yes. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, but that's a game none of us have played. But this is a game <laughs> two of us have played, and it's yeah, it's very good. I. I I I think I found like looking back the the best games the one the games that stick in my mind are the ones that like surprise me the most. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think this game at multiple points surprised me uh, in different ways. Honestly, it, um, there were times where it surprised me, where I where I was like, "Wait, is this all the game is?" And then the game surprised me by like, "No, just kidding. There's a whole lot more for yeah. you to do here." Um, yeah, it's it's a very fun experience, um, and I enjoyed it a lot. Yeah, awesome. and I think that it's it also having played Mario RPG, which is very much in the lineage of 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 what like it is a, a descendant of this game, um, in like the 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 so, some of the ways the battle system works. Absolutely, um, it it kind of accentuates uh the like my memory of the game um yeah it's a lot of fun great characters great music very much enjoyed is the story really good for sea of stars because all i've ever heard people talk about really is the gameplay being really great it's you know it's, it's um i would say it feels like a lot of uh JRPGs from the time that it's based on. Okay. Um, but I, not to get ahead of where it is on my list, but like I think a lot of the the quality of it comes less from the story itself and more of the characters. Yeah, and their I interactions think that, Yeah, I think and, the characters uh, give life to you know whatever they're doing. Yeah, gotcha. which um, I think is maybe more important. It is. It is more in a important. game like this because yeah. there's a lot of Persona Five that was carried by my liking the, of like Ryuji and yeah, the yeah. Yeah. people. So, but I think especially in the world of these sort of fantasy RPGs, there's so much ground has been trod in, in other games, and right. it's like, uh, what are you gonna do? 
new that is interesting to me here. And and this one it is the the quality of the the characters and their personality and and stuff like that. All right. Yeah. Forest number 6. Number 6, uh another remake, Dead Space remake. Oh yeah, that did come out this year. Uh this That's my biggest regret on <laughs> purchasing. Yeah. But luckily Forest bought it for me. Yes. So I did not uh, lose money on it. I I've come to realize one of the best ways for me to experience new games is to wait for David or Seth to beat them yeah. within like two or three weeks of releasing and then buy them for cheaper than uh, store yeah, price. You, you have to wait a long time for the store to discount it. Yeah. Us, we're not trying to swindle all our money. Back. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There's no profit to be made here. Uh, <laughs> it's just the uh, mitigating losses. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Dead Space Remake though what a stellar showcase of like atmosphere in a game um just the entire combination of the visual the visuals the sound design and the gameplay all feeding into this experience of just p- isolation and grotesque terror did you play the first one no okay so this we're on to yeah, something you just did play the first one that's what no no <laughs> but i'm saying like yeah. The, it was a disappointment to me because I had played the first one. Yeah. And so, like... Uh, it is a very faithful remake. Right. Um, it was almost too faithful. And I'm like, this is... I don't... I don't want to do this again. That's like, fair. I've played, if they would remade Dead Space 2, I would have been, like, interesting because I never played the second That's one. That's the hope <laughs> uh, going forward uh, from here. Um, they would have to be remaking some of the stuff besides the story because the yeah. story goes places. But yeah, from what I've heard, um, <laughs> I think instead they should remake The Last of Us Part Two. Well, you know, uh, hold your breath and you might get your wish in the new year. <laughs> if you still own that Last of Us Part Two disc, uh, it'll it's a ten dollar <laughs> upgrade, mm. and they are doing that. Oh boy, howdy! But don't let your dreams be dreams. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Isaac Clark on the list. Yes, sir. I did buy his skin in Fortnite this year for what it's worth. <laughs> uh, uh, so I, there you and go. And in Halo Infinite, I tried to make one of my Spartans look like him. There you go. Because there is a helmet that is just a dead space helmet. Yeah. It's beautiful. <sighs> All right. Did you just want to say anything else about dead space, sir? Oh, that... that's mostly it. I mean, yeah. I'm very late to the to the party on Dead Space yeah. and a lot of survival horror in general. Um, That's but, not true. You love Resident Evil. <laughs> yeah, but I didn't start playing those until four years ago, give or take. Mm, fair maybe enough. Maybe five, you know. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I'm very late to the Dead Space train at least, but just a technical mastery of the craft, you know. Uh, that is one of the best looking games I've ever seen in the worst way. Don't play two then. Or three really. Yeah. Maybe play two but not three. They just become action games. Yeah. That's... Which is not So actually three was the first one that I played. I oh, didn't well, beat it to completion, but I played it with a friend. Yeah. Because there was co op and we were like, ah, oh, let's play a game together. Yeah. Um play the Wii version that was just like a rail shooter. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> that might be fun. And I can read the comics and stuff. Or the motion comic or whatever it was that released. I think alongside that one. I didn't know about that. Yeah. But, all right. My number five is maybe controversial. Mm. But it is 
my second favorite multiplayer experience this year. Ooh, interesting. But it, but it is couch, so it was different. My number five is Disney Illusion Island. I was waiting for this to be on. <laughs> I, Especially because you said you didn't have Mario on. I'm like, okay, Illusion Island has to be on Yeah, here. that game is great. Everyone should play it. I'm not even, like, I know that I am a Disney-pilled person. <laughs> I understand that. I'm approaching this purely from a gameplay perspective because, really, you could have slotted in any four schmucks in this game, and I still would have had just as much fun. Yeah. It is accessible. It is a Metroidvania where you can help your friends get to the platforming section that you just beat if they're not good at it. Um, you all get different... You all get the abilities at the same time. There is backtracking still. You know, you get... You get all of the flavors of a Metroidvania along with some of the difficulty while also making it a game that uh, people that don't usually play that type of game can get into. Yeah. Um, the map is good. Like, everything. The characters are funny. Um, not the main four, even though they are funny, but like the, the, the characters they created for this world are funny for this Um, island. Yeah. And I, I really hope that Disney that like this game really gives me hope that Disney continues to license their IP to studios to make unique games like this. Yeah. That is, that is my hope because really, um, and, and I think Part of my appreciation for this game comes from, uh, we were talking earlier about my Retroid Pocket, but I, I was playing some of the old, earlier in the year when I got it, um, I was playing some of the old like Castle of Illusion games and stuff that I played when I was a kid, and um, those games are really fun, but this game was really special. Uh, the And being able to play it multiplayer and like run around, um was just really really fun um and we i didn't even spend that long with it we beat it in two long couch sessions like it probably is about an eight to ten hour game um perfect but (laughs) it's just such a i you know what i can equate it to from last year is when me you and joe sat down and beat tmnt all of the ninja turtle game in one day like, we played it for, like, nine hours that day. <laughs> it was beautiful. And it was great. It was a great time. We took a break and got, like, pizza in the middle of the day. But, like, we we sat down and we're, like, we're beating this game. Um, and sometimes when you mainline a game like that and have that sort of experience in person, it's just special. Yeah. And, and that game just is going to stick with me because of that. I played it all of it with Chris and Andrea, and it was a great time. I'm... Really glad that I did that. Um, especially because when you play games with people in person, you can easily like back out and decide, well, I don't really want to come over today or whatever. Like, mm-hmm. we definitely set aside the time to do it, and that was great. Yeah. Um, yes, the power of playing on a couch with other people is strong and, and can really elevate experience. It can also make experiences a lot worse. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's So that's one <laughs> of the things I think is special about the game is that, like, it doesn't make itself be a game that can become worse mm-hmm. because you, uh, unless you're friends with someone that like refuses to take help, like that's the only instance. But like, like I there's multiple times where I like 
something in my brain popped off and I just nailed a platforming section that no one else was able to. And then I stood on the edge of the, and dropped a rope down and they were able to be like, well, I don't want to bother with that. Nice. It was cool watching you do it. Yeah. And they just climbed up the rope and got to where I was. Um, and the same with them, like they would hit stuff too, or like we would each get to an area where all three of us would get separate parts of a thing and like at the same time and. Um, it just worked. It was, it was great. Mm-hmm. Need more experiences like that. Yes. Yeah. And I, I want there to be more. Um, and it does help that it's in the, uh, the Mickey art style that they are retiring this year, but mm. it, that I do really like the, the newer, uh, the, the style that they're doing Mickey and, um, it's going to be sad to see it go. Don't know what they're going to move to, but. Maybe the next time they do one of these games, it will be in the Lorcano verse. Dude, don't, <laughs> don't do that to Maybe me. Maybe like you could pull some real Metroidvania they, stuff with those characters. Oh, they really could. Um, they should. Yeah, they really should. Um, hopefully, don't don't get my hopes up. That's rough. <laughs> Even the Sorcerer's Arena versions, which are fun, um, but yep, Disney's Illusion Island is is high up there for me on my positive things from this year uh seth what's your number five well i i want everyone to remain calm uh (laughs) this is a choice that i'm putting for political reasons only to only to boost (laughs) the the games that i have above it because i know this will be high on both of your lists uh this is where i decided to slot Alan Wake Oh too. my god. Whoa. You are insane. Uh, see, this is also why I wanted to do it this way, is because there's going to be games. I did mine straightforward, but I knew that Seth or Forrest would play games to get certain games higher. Yeah. And, and that's what I that's what I decided. I, I'm... I thought about putting it lower, honestly. Um, but I but I was just like, I can't. I, I can't justified my mind I, I don't care about the games below <coughs> it enough to to want them to show up higher on the list you yeah. are crazy i understand it entirely because <laughs> i think i may end up doing the same thing i'm still slightly undecided yes but there's something brewing i'm sticking to my list as written I'm being a Puritan about it. Yeah, that's why I decided <laughs> to put it here. I figured we're gonna have Well no, Forrest may shift his, but we'll I'm I'm being I'm I'm sticking to my list as written. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, Alan Wake too. A man of principle. Yeah. Listen, we'll uh, it'll be on the list later so we can yeah, hold off some I, of the conversations. I, I figured it was gonna be on all of our lists. <laughs> you are our Herald of Darkness. <laughs> um uh, all right, Forrest, what is your... I am Mr. Scratch of yeah. Suplex of Sticks. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, number five. It's so it's so difficult having to flip the numbers that yeah, I have yeah. assigned. Um, number five, this is where I put Sea of Stars. Mm, mm, that's uh, fair. I, earlier, before we started recording, I did have it one slot higher but I really had to re-examine that placement. Um, But all that to say that this is, just like Seth said before, an extremely good game. Um, 
I really don't know what else to say about it that I haven't said already between us talking about it over the last few months. Uh, just genuinely a wonderful time that makes me want to go back and play other games like it, like Mario RPG, Chrono Trigger, stuff Golden like that. Sun. Golden yeah. Sun, exactly. Got Thank strong you. Golden Sun vibes. <laughs> yes, sir. Mm. Mm. You are so right about that. And, uh, there were many times playing the game. I was like, man, this reminds me so much of Golden Sun. More reason for you to play it, David. Did you play on the Switch? Yes. Was there a slowdown on it? No. Okay. No, this game runs wonderfully on the Switch. All right. uh, I had no that's some of performance my problems issues with Cult of the Lamb right now is all the loading screens, but that's I I'm not here to talk about what Cult of the do? Lamb. I, can't I like even... that game, but it's. I can't even think of any loading screens really. Perfect. Don't don't think about. I'm sure them. they are. Yeah, but like nothing that was egregious enough to stick in the mind. All right. Yeah. Good. Great game. Play it, please. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> I will. Uh, like anything's possible. Like I, I know I've said this before, and this will be the last time that I say it. I'm very thankful that I kickstarted this game. Uh, it is really cool seeing something like this come to fruition and keep up, like, keep track of it as it is formulating and being polished and molded into what is eventually this great shape for other people to experience and recognize. Um, I'm really happy that this game has gotten the recognition. This is probably the this best Kickstarter game ever. Probably. Yeah. But it's not Mighty Number no. 9. And it's not a... <laughs> The blood. Stains. I was about to say some people would maybe argue bloodstained. No, that game. People don't like that game. I have not heard that. Oh, yeah, people don't like that game. I see. At least from what I've heard, sort of just man. They like the two D ones that they made, like the NES style. Yeah. Hmm. But I don't think the actual bloodstained bloodstained was Curse super super well received. Hmm. And honestly, I can't really think of a whole lot of other ones. Yeah. I think uh, when we, next year when we get um, the IU Den 100 Heroes. Yes. Yeah. That'll be a strong contender, too. Yeah. Gosh. All right. My number four is Spider-Man 2. There we go. Yeah. Yep. It's It does not crack the top three. Um for a couple of reasons, I like it a lot, but it uh, definitely was not the experience I had with the top three games, which you could probably guess by <laughs> their lack of big earlier on the list. Uh, um, but yeah, Spider-Man yes. 2. Good I, game. We talked a lot about it. Yeah, we so. all liked it. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's really good. It also had a lot of... For me, a bunch of holy crap moments. Yeah, really me too. Very strong, like, last few hours of a game. If you're looking to just scream at all the crazy stuff that's happening. Yeah, I... Scream. Scream, yeah, truly. Um, Seth, what's your number four? My number four has got to be Liza P. Oh, yeah. yes. Yes, sir. This was a, a, a great, fun time. Another big surprise. I, I still remember when it was revealed, and it just seemed like the most insane idea. I remember we... I think there was partial 
making fun of it. Yeah. Yes. But also like interest for oh, sure. Uh, yeah. And like the stuff they showed at the very beginning, there was you could tell there was some strong visuals that they that they showed off that made you okay, okay, I see what they're doing. It's weird, yeah. but I'm into it. Um, and then the game comes out and it absolutely delivered on all fronts. Uh, which was again another huge surprise considering this was like an indie team. Yeah, yeah. Um, God, I'm so ready to see what else they do. Yeah, like but they they did it big. They delivered a very fun game, um, and I'm glad I got the good ending. Yeah, because From won't do it, and I got <laughs> I need someone to. I need. Yeah. Uh, man, why is it? I P? think I think this is one of the few Souls like games to actually execute extremely well mm. on the concept that it is trying to do. Yeah. Um, a lot of other ones fall short. Um, main one being like Lords of the Fallen. Um, there's a bunch of like 2D attempts at this style of game. Um, but very rarely have I felt that a 3D iteration of it has succeeded where the Souls games have and sometimes even surpassed it. Like I... Like from what I've seen, you guys talking, yeah. playing about this game, it's uh, it is it's a game that he's very close to. Um, I guess it, I haven't played Bloodborne, but everyone it's just says Bloodborne. that is it it's it's just and it does it. It does seem to stack up right up there with it. Yeah, I don't think it's as clean. As, the The thing is, there is a there is an amount of knowing exactly what happened. And there is some hitboxy stuff in Lies of P. We've talked about that on the show. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, you don't get uh, that in Bloodborne. Enemies. Yeah. But it's still, you know, it's it's close. It's like a 98%. Yeah, like, the fact that it can go blow for blow with, yeah. you know, a game that some that is some people's favorite game of all time is, it's impressive. Yeah, for sure. Right. From is a studio that has perfected their style, mm-hmm. and here comes this upstart. Is like, we knew that I could yeah, do that. And they did it, yeah, and somehow did it in an even weirder setting. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. You love to see it. Yeah, with the promise of also much weirder. I'm, I'm yeah. so here for everything. <laughs> Just this really confusing end of credit <laughs> sequence. That you're like, um, okay. Yeah. You can do that. Uh, I'm interested. And I'm ready to see it. I'm ready. Yeah. Please. Um, but Forrest, what's your number four? My number four, uh, this is my political placement. This is where I put Tears of the Kingdom. Mm. Mm. Uh, my top three genuinely just were so far and above the rest. Um, and this game is what I switched Sea of Stars with. So it was lower, but I... I can see that. But I really... Listen, that moment in Tears of the Kingdom where you get the Master Sword uh, completely it's elevated of, that game from, for me. Yeah, I'll like talk about that. Like a few extra so, points. Yeah. Um, just all around. Like, that is one of my favorite, like, sections in a game ever. Um, I don't have as much of an attachment to the Zelda series as a lot of people do. Um, so, you know, a lot, like, a lot of the things that this game in Breath of the Wild did aren't necessarily lost on me, but they don't mean as much to me. But when you have a scene just so beautifully crafted, uh, that does tie a lot of things together, 
um, thematically, emotionally, uh, which if anyone who knows me knows that if something is hitting me emotionally, that is what really matters to me. That is what elevates things beyond just baseline enjoyment. Those are things that will shape me for years to come. Um, and this game with that moment and a few other moments specifically really just hit me in ways that I've never been hit by a Zelda game before. Um, but also somehow there were other games this year that hit me even harder than this, Mm. you know? Yeah. Yes. Uh, it's a good game. It is a very good game. We'll get to that. <laughs> Cause I'll have to talk about it too. Yeah. Don't worry. Yeah. Um Well you have to talk about it now at number three. Number three is Lies of P for Ooh. Ooh. Yes. <laughs> Yeah. I my top three was very close. I want to be very clear that all of these games were within aggressive striking distance yeah, of each man. other. Um, <laughs> it's there were heavy hitters this year. It's, it's tough and, to differentiate them. And really, uh, out of the top... I'll give honorary mentions to each of them. Uh, this one was the one I couldn't put down versus out of the top three. That's where the staying power was versus the other oh, yeah. games on my list. Yeah, yeah. I could not stop playing Lies Yeah, it just suck, suck, sucked you back in. There again and again. Yeah. There was not a game that I played this year that um I don't want to like overemphasize what I'm about to say cuz it sounds like weird and I'm trying to add too much weight to it. But there is uh, a weird sort of heaviness sometimes when you go to pick up a controller and play a game. Especially so like I can equate to like Yeah. Final I had that with 16. Pro- yes. It became a chore. Every time I picked up the controller, I was like, oh, I really, I, I'm doing this, like, it It just, like, but the, like, I would, like, seek out the controller to play Lies of P. I was like, yes, um, I have time to play it. I'm going to play it now. I'm so excited to play it. Um, and this one, like, I craved playing Lies of P. Um, and that game, it's just so good. Yep. Um, Both of us almost quit at certain points. <laughs> yeah, there. I mean, and I'm, I'm honest about that. Like, I got mad, but like, the test, the re, the real testament to it is that I went back to it. Yeah, I, it brought me. Wanted back. to get past that so you could enjoy. Continue it. Yeah. to enjoy the rest of the game. And and I mean, like, there's plenty of games where I got mad and didn't go back. Like, trust me, I, I. Didn't play the rest of Demon Souls for a reason. Yeah. Like I bought the PS5 remaster and I was like, I just don't like this. This mm. is, and mm-hmm. I got stuck and I'm like, this is bad. It's also no um, Dark Souls. Well, I've all the <laughs> like, that's why me and Souls games have a like Bloodborne. Love really relationship. Yeah, yeah. Got a um, hit. Bloodborne, Elden Ring, and this have been, uh, you know, the Neo games. I I I was fully bought in because I thought that was going to be like a. Onimusha type one, yeah, and that got too hard. And but this game, I'm like, I was just caught up in it. Um, so yeah, that's you know, that's my number three, Lies of P. Fantastic game, I can't say enough. Um, Seth, what is your number three? My number three 
is Hi-Fi Rush. Yes, sir. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, I uh, slot me down for that too. Nice, okay, so nice. both of you have that number three. Yeah, that's very nice. We'll talk uh, about this together. <laughs> yeah, it's just talk about a game that surprised everyone. Yeah, and there's also a reason uh, when I was talking about character action games earlier, I failed to mention this yes. because boy howdy, uh, just everything about this game, so much. It's so it, much passion. It, yeah, and care. it really it, it works on all levels. Um, great characters. It's just like it's hard to describe, and because it's just so like everything about it is unexpected. Um, and they, it's just crazy that this studio who was making all these horror games, like, all right, we're just gonna do this. <laughs> we're gonna do the this complete goofy rhythm beat 'em up. Yeah, uh, and we well we. Figure it out on the very first try, uh, and somehow just created one of the most enjoyable um, experiences of the year. And it came out right at the beginning of the year too. Yeah. And so Shadow dropped that, the day it was announced. Yeah, and this is one that that just has stood up against every other game that I've played. But like, you know, that was great, and especially because it's so different than everything. Yeah, I liked it. I was just bad at it. <laughs> so I mean, I, that's, that's okay. Um, here's. I don't want to be an Xbox stand here. Like, I don't want to, like, I, I hate the... But, like, this game also is a testament to what Game Pass can be if a studio wants to run with something. Like, the the studio wanted to try something. Someone had an idea that was interesting and pitched it internally, and they were like, yeah, we've got Microsoft money. I don't care. Yeah, if yeah. you can make it, make it. Yeah. And that's then what they Grounded did. was. And that's what Grounded was. And, like... These games can be made if someone has a strong enough idea or passion about it. And yes, well, I think it, I it, it definitely is more about uh, a studio that does not have to worry about their financial standing. That too, yeah, like a bottom line and being allowed to be like, okay, we don't have to make a huge AAA, big budget game. Yeah, right. That has to rake in millions of dollars above what we spent on it yeah uh i would also go so far to say this has been my favorite like microsoft slash xbox exclusive title since probably when i was a kid playing halo yeah, like this fine. this outranks uh, gears unfair. for me like I don't so know many that. other things that's, that's a little aggressive uh, yes it's that fine. is aggressive <laughs> it may be even be hyperbolic <laughs> but like I had so much joy yeah. in almost every single moment of playing this game. Every single one of the characters uh, that you come across, even the bosses, even just random, like, side, yeah. like, not important to anything. Like, every... The little, the little vacuum robots that yeah. are hidden behind things that you can just beat up for no reason. Yeah, like, just everything in this world uh, of this game just exudes an energy that I wish I could find in other things. Um, and it is so rare to find. Um, Honestly, I could have this higher, but I didn't. <laughs> I don't know. Good, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> that's, a, that's, a, that's a sentence that doesn't really have any meaning. Yeah, right. I wanted to say it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's not on my list. <laughs> I, there's no way it was in the... Yeah. Top two. Yeah. Um, my number two is Alan Wake 2. I Number two, number Dang. two. Uh, 
you know, this game made me think a lot, which is fun. Uh, in the same way that I get joy out of thinking about Kingdom Hearts and <laughs> That's fair, yeah, Final yeah. Fantasy VII. Um, yeah, any game that has, can, you can just talk about lore forever and yes, ever. That is, it, it, it is very easy for all of us to hook into that stuff yeah. i think and and it's just like in this and in this game it is it is not presented in an overwhelming way despite mm. everything in the game is kind of overwhelming yeah and overbearing right, but, and impressive right. there's so here's the thing control had it in an overwhelming way there was like books written in control yeah multiple books and this found a way to take I don't think the same amount of information, but it took no, a lot. Not. It was a lot of information, and they made it more easily digestible. Because you famously, as you revealed when we talked about control, like you like read everything. Yeah, yeah. And I, I couldn't. I'm like I. It's just too overwhelming for me. I liked it all. And in this, it like. It should be to be fair. We should say there are three books in this game. Yes, there are that three Alan books. Wake wrote. So true. Yes. Um, <laughs> and the, the variable uh, ways in which you interact with them, uh, and the movie, and yeah, yeah that's I think God. that's the big thing about it. this <laughs> game. Just does so many things that other games <coughs> will would never even think to do, right? And executes on them in a way that would that other studios could probably not do. Um, and I think it's just because Remedy has so refined what they want this world to be. Yeah. That they uh, um, even, they know how to stretch that out into all types of, of media and, and cram it in. It's just, it's, yeah. this is a, an experience of a game so unlike anything else. Mm-hmm. Um, the actual gameplay of the game, I, I it's funny. My brother came in one time when I was playing it, and he was like, "This looks exactly like The Last of Us," and I was like, "You're not wrong," uh, but <laughs> I think the shooting mechanics are better. But yeah, that's, but, yeah. But then, but, that's why I say it's Resident Evil Two and Three remake. But then, it, <laughs> but then it is like all the other stuff in the game. It's it's just so unlike any other game that outside of Remedy games, yeah, that, that you'll find. So truly special video game. Yeah, uh, actually, because of this game, I've gone back and got Max Payne one and two this week, and I and I've been playing Max Payne one a little bit, and I can see aren't the they remaking of those games? That's yes. what I said last night Listen, they, to him. It was ten dollars in total. Don't hop <laughs> off, <laughs> but it, it's crazy because I'm seeing the inklings of ideas yeah. that yeah. Alan Wake will eventually uh, explore and flesh out. All the way back in this game from literally 20-something years ago. Yeah. It is crazy how much this, like, the studio itself has grown from then to now and being able to do such a unique thing that just really, the, you can't compare yeah, it. Yeah, it's, it's impressive. Um, there's, that you can definitely find the, there's a definitely unique uh, point of view that they are operating from yeah. throughout the entirety of the games. And I think it definitely helps that they have had a lot of continuity in key 
uh, development creative roles who, that they've always had these same kind of um, creative ideas uh, about their games and that they've been able to stick together and, and build upon all that stuff. And it's also, it's interesting, like a lot of their, the cool stuff that we praise today were born out of not having the budget to do yeah. um, the expensive big set pieces within the game. So yeah. they have to figure out, okay, how can, what is a cheaper way we can do this and still be able to put on the screen what we are seeing in our heads? And And so, yeah, it's really cool how that... Uh, their calling card and the FMV stuff was kind of born out of a... Budget restraints. Yeah. yeah. A challenge. Finding a way to execute artistic vision within the constraints that they were given. Yeah. And Boy, howdy. They um, do it again and again. I, I just... I want... Somehow... Somehow David Cage keeps getting given money and i, I think that sam lake to all be of that, that needs money. to be given to sam lake <laughs> and we need sam lake to be making more games and i i think he's um, making the exact right amount of games. i know I yeah know. i i just there's there's just a few visionaries out there that i like and i want them <laughs> to be getting the money yes um and it seems like they are right now so give, give them the money yeah Show um, them the money. Yeah. Uh, Seth, what's your number two? My number two is Tears of the Kingdom. Okay. Yep. Um, I mean, I gotta give it up to this game. This was the game that I put the, the most hours of in any game that I played this year. Uh, though I don't know how much that's worth since the next most was probably... Starfield. Starfield. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not a... Not even great, Sniff being on not a great quantifier this list. Here. Or even the expanded list that I had that I cut that list down into. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but look, I was... Yeah, I was engrossed in this game in a way that is probably only matched by the way I was engrossed in the first one. Um, and I just played the heck out of it. I, I did... I, I can't think of anything on the map that I didn't do. Yeah. Um, and it just goes to show, it's 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 interesting because you look back on it and it's like, well, it's like the same gameplay, but it's it's hard to to grasp what it was that, that is so like captivating about the world and being in it. Um, I, I mean, it's not hard to grasp. Like, like tons of people have written over and over about how great it is. Um, and they're all right. It's 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 a very it's a very very good game. Yeah. Forest. <laughs> this is where I put Alan Wake too. Okay. There we go. Interesting. Interesting. It uh, was gonna be high for all of us. Yeah. yeah. Um. I almost considered, or not even almost. I heavily debated and looked at myself in the mirror. And said, is this your number one game this year? And it's certainly my number one game of the second half of the year. For sure. I, for every reason we talked about and more, uh, this, if this game is any indication of what the industry is capable of right now, I'm excited to see what games going forward can take from this. Yeah. I, like, very rarely do I ever feel like a game actually signifies something good for the future of the industry and the I, medium. 
this is that. I mean, we joked about it, but literally, Kojima was bragging that this was what he was going to do, and Sam Lake had already yeah. done it and was, was nominated a, for Game of the Year. Yeah. Yeah. And Kojima's best like, direction, best narrative. And Kojima's bragging that he's going to combine live action, and it's like, but it, a game is nominated for Game of the Year that did that. This year. Yep. Yeah. And, like, I don't know. That's wild. That's wild. It's a great game. It really is. What can be said? Uh, it's Western Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Mr. Scratch is Alan's nobody. No, yeah. it's not even Western. <laughs> like, Sam Lake is... That's Western. Oh, yeah. That's right. Yeah. I'm, they're they're in the west. It's they're I'm, they're west. The problem is the problem is my brain was putting like a central, which is yeah the Atlantic Ocean. is was like you know like that's kind of like a central, you know like a whatever. Geography is hard, but my brain was putting a line. Yes, I can understand what you're doing. They're east of us. How can they be the west? But uh, my number Japan one... Japan is west of us also. Yeah. Yeah. They're the west. My They're number one west. is Tears of the Kingdom. Which... I'm kind of surprised by this from you. Just um, because of how much love you've been showcasing for Alan Wake for the past two months. Well, recently. It kind of made me... Yes, exactly. Recent, and it like, made me forget about your love for Tears of the Kingdom. Yeah, entirely. it's... Entirely. One of the tough like things about doing it. these at the end of the year is it is hard to remember how much you liked games compared that you played much earlier in the year compared to how much you like games that you just played. So do you want to know what reminded me how much I love this game? Hmm. Um, all the podcasts that I listen to talking about their ideas and the stuff for game of the year. Yeah. And a lot of them doing like in-depth conversations about mechanics and movement and story and music and every time I'd be like, well, it's kind of rough that they're not mentioning Alan Wake 2 or I wish. But then the moment they would talk about the stuff in Zelda, my heart would like, Flutter. like I would, yes, I would just be like, oh my God, like this, this game f fundamentally like has affected me on a level that not a lot of video games do. It was an easy 90, 90 plus hours I definitely could have put more in, but I was trying to play other stuff. And honestly, I regret playing the other stuff, like rushing to play this to play other stuff. I fully regret it. I wish I would have taken that time and put it into doing the extra stuff in Zelda. Hmm. And I, like, I can't go back and do that. That, But I do, like, I have that, like, I, I want to, it makes me sad that, the, there's the conversation of them not doing a DLC for it like they did with Breath of the Wild because I do I did really like the Breath of the Wild DLC, um, so that like when that kind of got confirmed I was just really upset. Um, I would encourage you, Forrest, to if you don't have a lot of the experience with other Zelda games, um, to like listen to some of the music analysis of the game. Oh, you know me, uh, I love music analysis. Um, especially like listening to some of the, like, especially that last musical suite when you catch Zelda in the sky, yeah. like no, you're going to save Zelda. That's the game. But like when you catch Zelda in the sky and the way the music goes through like the Hyrule theme 
to Link's theme. And then finally, it's like the first time you really hear Zelda's theme in the game. Yeah. And like... I cried it's, during this yes, moment I, in the game. I mean, I, I definitely... I, I cried when I got the Master Sword. And I cried when I caught Zelda. And like, really just the, the emotional... Um, movements of playing that game and uh the shock of finding some of the memories that you that i found and my reaction like i I, there was tons of times in like spider-man or alan wake 2 where like seth and i were texting each other but there was not a moment where i'm like felt the high of like Seth, you really need to find this memory because (laughs) like it was it was the one where um he, uh, God, what's Raru did the Kamehameha basically. And I'm yeah. like, I couldn't believe it. I was like, this is insane what yeah. is happening right now. And like, they're like almost every memory that I found after that had escalating insanity. And, um, it's, it's hard cause we've talked about the game, but it just really, um, I, I don't get as excited talking about a game as a whole this year as I do about Zelda. And it makes me sad when people I know don't play it. And I, you know, for whatever reason they have, I get that it's a very big game or whatever, but um, it's really special. There's ways to, and that's the wonder of this game and Breath of the Wild is that, it, yes, it is massive. I don't These think, are, I don't want to talk about Breath of the Wild in the same breath as this, because this game, like, Breath of the Wild, Breath of the Wild is of the kingdom. a really good game, <laughs> but it does not, and, and it is, it is, like the problem is it, it it was fantastic. Yes. But this one takes everything that one did and elevates and, it. And made it like And also lowers it. It in a, in way. a weird it lowers it in a way because it adds the story and the emotion. There was nothing that emotionally hit me in Breath of the Wild like this. Yeah, game. I mm. think that is probably the biggest upgrade from Breath of the Wild. It's amazing, like you you read interviews with IG Numa and the people who make this, and they always talk about how they start building these games from a gameplay perspective first, and then the story is sort of worked, is sort of built to work around that. Um, and it's crazy how, like, that, that way of design ended up in the story in this game. Yeah. Um, especially when you look at Breath of the Wild and the way they did the story in that one with the, all of the flashbacks, kind of made Zelda like the most unlikable person person in that game. Yeah. And, and the whole story was just kind of like, I don't care about any of this. Yeah. And they complete did a complete one eighty for in this one and got you emotionally invested in Zelda and everything that was happening and all of these long dead characters that you didn't really interact with. Um, and really made you care about them in a way that, you know, I don't know that they've ever been as successful in getting you to care about the main goal of the game, which is rescuing Zelda. Um, and you, you reach a point in the game where you get to run around with your friends. Like that is one of the most, that's one of the most amazing things to me is that like, if you want to have the experience of being alone, you can turn them off. But like. You can run around with your friends. That experience of being alone is antithetical to the themes of this game. Yes. Absolutely. Oh, 100%. And I, like, it's such a simple... The first game is about being alone. Yes. Breath of the Wild is about being alone. Tears of the Kingdom is everyone coming together 
for each other. Right. And I love how that is reflected in such a simple gameplay element. Yeah. Like that. Just God. And the fact that it's running <laughs> on the Switch. Like the that's that, yeah, it's a minor. It's miracle. a technical marvel <laughs> this is a that this game miracle, I'd say runs on the switch smoothly, <laughs> and not the first game even had more technical hiccups. Yeah, and it didn't have five separate AIs running around and fighting alongside you, which is insane. Like the fact and it that didn't they, have ultra hand exactly ultra hand, um, which it's. Don't even, the building, I don't even, the building is so, it's it's amazing, but like, it. I don't even think that's what leads me to being in awe with this game. It It is great. I loved it. I loved using it to solve puzzles. Every time I found a weird, I just built the stupidest things. Yeah. I, I the, never was a genius. I built, yeah. The depth I of I thought these my systems, brain was like long bridge, very long bridge. He's saved. Too long bridge. The depths of these systems in the game are astronomically deep and unfortunately I am swimming in the kitty into the yeah. pool <laughs> I do not fathom the depths yes, of it but I see other people who are diving down that deep with them and I am blown away like people are making full on jets with airstrike capabilities and I'm like I don't get it but that is yes, so sick it's, it's crazy I, I think the majority of people the most they engage with it is fusing stuff to their weapon and yeah. making vehicles to move around. And I think even just that, it, it, it works perfectly. But, yeah, it is it is impressive, the stuff that you can just you can just go out there and build. It's really fun. Look, and I... I, I love the game. I know why you As did we, what you did. As we're talking about it now, I, I am compelled to say, and you guys will get mad, the story is not as good. As the story in Hyrule Warriors: Age of Calamity. Well, <laughs> you're a funny guy, Seth. I don't know. I don't agree with you, but and I, I do. I can't agree with you because I, I didn't see, play it. But you I see why. Should play it. But I see why because I that story was very good. Yes, and I really like that story. Listen, both have Pura in them, so I'm That's I'm true. good. That's true. Um, yeah, That's great and special. It's it's. It's my game of the year for a reason. I, and I, it's also a game that I don't want to go back and touch. Uh, besides, like I, I, w- I would want a reason to go back, but like I, I, I'm sort of good. Like I don't. I had a great special time with yeah. it, and I, I don't know if I can. Um, yeah, go I, back to I that agree well. with you. There's like, it's like, what are you gonna? What what are you going to get out of it that you're never going to reach that original experience again? Right. Yeah. I I might like rate like find another president sign or something to build on too, but like <laughs> my the high is gone. Yeah. And and that's fine. And that's, that's okay. fine. Um. So yeah, Seth, what's your game of the year? Well, my game of the year is going to be Neo Two, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, just wait till next year. Yeah. <laughs> no, uh, I'm going to go with the game that probably emotionally affected me the most, and it was a DLC. It is going. It is Xenoblade Chronicles Three: Future Redeemed. Okay. Mm. 
Uh, yeah, it's... <laughs> and I put it at number one to make sure it would be in the top ten <laughs> yeah, of our yeah. list. <laughs> Another political choice. But one that I you stand by and that I absolutely it was... loved it. And it... The way that it sort of was the culmination of like... I don't know, like 10 years of games that have yeah. come out. Uh, I love stuff like that. You're, you're underselling it, though. It is a standalone. It is a, it's a standalone DLC. It's a big, it's a big game. Yeah, I mean, it is, um, I'm trying to remember where it was on, like, my playtime on the Switch year interview. But yeah, it, it is comparable to, uh, many of the, full standalone games that uh, Nintendo put out this year in terms of its size. Um, Shout out to Monolith Soft. Yeah, they, 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 just, they be doing it big. They worked on they Tears the of most. the Kingdom. Yeah. They, know how to, they know how to get the best out of an open world. Uh, but yeah, I think so much about what worked is the, fa- is the way that it it called back to and like resolved the stories of three separate games um which i all played and and which i enjoyed all of them uh and and it just in just like the most so not really surprising but like they did it in the execution of it was in such a surprising way to me and that it made it felt so perfect um yeah and i just and i loved all the characters and i loved everything about it it was it was wonderful. Heck yeah. I mean, I get it. And it's a shame that you gotta go through like 350 hour games for people to be able to experience that. I but, think at you know, some I point I would like to. Yeah. Like I bought Xenu Blade Chronicles <laughs> 3 because like of how much it sold me uh, initially. Um, and, you know, in the year basically removed since then, I've had the thought of maybe I should start from the beginning instead and get this intended experience, like this full, yeah. like the the culmination in resolving of all these things in a way that like how I did with Kingdom Hearts, you know, like just go straight yeah, it's, through. It's a much, it's a much tougher thing than Kingdom Hearts. Yeah. Where the first Kingdom Hearts was what, like 20 hours? Yeah. The first Xenoblade is a hundred hours plus. It's going to be my life's work. But look, they're all on Switch. It is true. Uh, you could theoretically do it. Yeah. Um, and it's also tough, you know, Kingdom Hearts, the gameplay does get, it becomes, it evolves and becomes more streamlined as it goes on. Uh, but the gameplay there is also at its core, mostly it's just like hacking and slashing. Yeah, yeah, it's simple. The gameplay in the Xenoblade games does get streamlined and better, I think, as the games go on. Uh, but it's still complex and... and but it's very complex, <laughs> and in the first one, it is very obtuse, and <laughs> it's a game that I still would like to try and play again, the first one, but I the, the getting into it would just be so difficult. <laughs> uh, but I think it's has um, a very strong opening feel to that game. It's... it's continuing through that game to yeah. get to the end of it I think is is the tough stuff uh Xenoblade 2 is uh, that one is 
very slow starting. That's a game where, like, when I think of that game, I think of the combat and the end game when your entire party is filled uh, with blades who are all leveled up. Um, and all your skills are leveled up, but it takes a long time to get to that. Yeah, I that's why I think one of the the good things about three is that where it drops you in at the beginning, um, it you are you're able to do things a lot quicker in battle. Uh, there is still this uh, a lot of especially in the early game waiting for skills to recharge so it's hard to hard to get through but i think it it starts up a lot quicker and so it is easier to get in but it is a very specific type of of game that you just have to play it and figure out okay i can i one i enjoy this or two i can survive through this to experience the rest of the game yeah so i don't know but i I am glad that I found myself in those in one of those two categories at certain times during these games uh, in order to get to the ending of this uh, sort of trilogy that didn't start out as a trilogy. Uh, it one was, could almost that call was kind it of a Zeno saga, but you can't. No, you can't cause it's, because it's uh, copyrighted. A, yeah, uh, related but not. Yes. <laughs> By blood. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's 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 very good. I what can I say about it? I, I, I loved it. Yeah, man. It's your favorite series that you don't know if you can recommend to people. <laughs> yeah, oh I, yeah, I, I can recommend it to people. <laughs> it's a it's the good, thing but is, I, will it be a good recommendation like based off of what that person is capable yes. of in in their taste? I think they're great. <laughs> I don't know anyone who I think would enjoy it. <laughs> um, boy, howdy! All right, Forrest. My number one game is the first game I played this year. Uh, I Tetris did not ninety nine. Yeah, that was um, the first game I played this year. Uh, nice. Um, I did not shut up about it for months upon months upon months. I think about it at least once a week, even this far into the year. My number one game Halo. is. <laughs> yeah, it's so true. Uh, my number one game for this year is Signalis. It came nice. out late at the end of last year. I played it at the beginning of this year. Uh, that game is. Resident Evil in Silent Hill in Dead Space all mixed into one uh, in the best ways uh, it, it with like an entire dashing of like Twin Peaks um, in this game ironically enough uh, kind of set the stage for what my game or what my year was going to look like game wise um, it like, if I didn't play this, I probably wouldn't have played Dead Space Remake. Mm. Um, I probably wouldn't have really cared so much about Alan Wake 2 as much. Uh, this game really kick-started something within me of, like, this combination of physical and psychological and existential horror. I'm interested in it. Yes, listen. One more. <laughs> Please. I need somebody else. Um, and there's a book that is that heavily influences this game that I've been trying to track down a proper copy of. The uh, Chronicles of Narnia. 
<laughs> the King in Yellow. Ah, uh, um, yes. Which by uh, Robert W. Robert Chambers, Robert I believe, Chambers, is the name. Yes. Um, also a, a major inspiration for that one season of True Detective. I was yes. about to say, isn't yes. that a True Detective thing? My yeah, yeah. yeah. Also a a. a, a what other word? A compatriot of H.P. Lovecraft? Yes. H.P. Uh, Lovecraft himself uh, cited it as an inspiration. Yeah. Um, so that just kind of goes to show you how actually important uh, this book is to the wider uh, and what, horror and, culture. And, yeah, and what the uh, what's going on in the game, too. I yes, yes, absolutely. Um, and this game has layers and levels and... <laughs> like realities to it that I was not expecting and it you just go further and further and further and deeper down and I went down with it uh I was engulfed by it I love it so much I cannot recommend it enough to people who like any of those previous things that I've mentioned um genuinely it is (coughs) and it's only made by the game itself is made by two people and then one other person I think did the music and there was maybe one more person on top of that who did something else um, but this is the quite literally one of the smallest teams you can have uh, for such a just out of this world amazing thought out experience that I feel is lacking from a lot of other games but when a game like this comes out and it hits me this way i start finding that quality and care and passion in other places in other games too alan wake 2 is one of those other games um i at the end of the day i love things that so clearly showcase effort and passion and love even if it is like the most like horrifying subject matter but just something that has this energy behind it that genuinely reshapes how I think about mm-hmm. games. I think it, it is interesting, because um, I also brought it up when talking about Sea of Stars, how when you like find something that you really enjoy, how it increases... Like, your enjoyment of other games that have those similar qualities. Yeah. Um, and sort of elevates those games just by the fact that you have played another game like it. It's, yeah. It's, I, I, I imagine there are, you know, that is something to do with our brain. and. It's why people get stuck in genres and stuff like that. Yeah. You know, it's why there's from likes and, uh, like, roguelikes and all that stuff. And yeah. But I agree, it's, when you, it sounds stupid, but when, it's hard to explain, but like, whenever there's weird RPG stuff happening, my brain, like we talked about Sea of Stars equating to Golden Sun, like my brain would be like, oh, that's kind of like Golden Sun, or um, something feels satisfying in a first person shooter, I will always compare it to destiny like i will always be like well how does that feel compared to destiny yeah um we we set like benchmarks in our brain yes like things if things reach those it's like 
like cranks it up to a whole other level. Exactly. In your mind. If it, if it reaches that benchmark, super impressive. Yeah. If it goes past it, that is the new benchmark. Yeah. yeah. You know. <clears throat> All right. Well, we have a top ten. the The computation has been done. We do. Before that, are there any honorable mentions we would like to? I mean, um, we we did that a lot during the list. Yeah. Um, I do have one, two that I would like to shout out. Um, we were talking about, uh, couch co-op and the way it can enhance a game in your mind. I was very close to putting Mario Party on my list. Oh my god. From the moments that we played together. And also, this was low-key a game that I played just a lot. (laughs) <laughs> on like I was playing just a ton of Mario Party three as as sort of a mindless game, um, I would just load up the N sixty four thing and put on some Mario three and go through that uh the main the story progression and go through all those maps. Um, but yeah, but definitely the the moments that we shared playing on the couch. Yeah, uh, it, it, those are if I could. Uh, do a top ten of single gameplay experiences, <laughs> I think those would be on there. Yeah. For sure. I think this year is the year that I played the most Mario Party that I, like, ever have. Me too. Uh, and it was with the both of you. Yeah. <laughs> Multiple times. <laughs> I would uh, like to play it again. Never say never. Yes. Also, the other game I would like to shout out, oh I... Uh, the Battle Network Legacy Collection. Yes, sir. I... Played through the first two and began the third one and got pulled away by something. I think there is legitimately a chance that... Well, in, in an alternate world that I did what I did with the Mega Man X game yeah. and played through every single one of them. They're just longer. Yeah, yeah. And, and this ends up at, like, top three in my list. Uh, but I only played through the first two. I don't think I ever actually mentioned this um, earlier in the year, but... As a kid, I only had Battle Network 6. Yeah. Uh, and I had the Cybees Gregar version. What a strange only Yes. Had the last one. Yes. Was the only and one that you had. I got to the final boss of that game and I could not beat it. I have to imagine <laughs> that would devastating. be so confusing to start on that one. Yeah. No. Um, really? Really. That's I my, found everything. The, the, like, I understood pretty much everything. That's, that's crazy. Because my, I started on the first one and I felt like I have no idea how to actually do this. Like I was punching a wall the whole time I was getting through it. I, I'm pretty sure I beat it when I was a kid. Uh, but yeah, great, great times. I, that's my biggest regret from this year, is that I bought that and did not have time for it. Yeah. And I, I, to be fair, it was a super stacked year. I'm yeah. de- I'm tempted to throw Cult of the Lamb to the side to now play it because I yeah. am remember, yeah. reminded that it exists uh, because I yelled to the heavens for that to exist for so long. You did. Um, You're always true. asking for it. And, and it came out. I think it came out in March, which is yes. unfair. Uh, late February, maybe? Yeah, yeah it was around Zelda, which is rough. Yeah. That's probably uh, why I stopped going through it because a big game came out. Yeah. Uh uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Honorable mentions. Yes, vampire survivors. Yeah, that's yeah, an honorable another, mention for me. Another good couch game that we played together. So many, so much time put into that. Yeah, that's a that's a fun game. Yeah, I played a lot of it on my phone. 
Yeah, but honorable mention for me is the. I've been playing a lot of uh, Fortnite, of course. Yeah, I, I mean, if we're doing uh, this, yeah, I'm throwing Halo Infinite into here. That the, game's finally a full here's package the thing, now. Like, Fortnite uh, has evolved itself for better or worse with this last update, which is why it's fresh in my brain. Like, I'm finally other games in it. I think the Fortnite. I think the racing game is bad. I think the oh, music game is bad. Um, but Lego Fortnite is a true interesting thing that exists and i'm so glad it does uh um, this season of Fortnite and david have finally convinced me to start playing so it's, it's I've less for a more of rounds. a season and more of a an age now yeah. like they they a new they're era turning is upon into us. a browser basically of a launcher of, of other games a launcher of other games and it is. It actually mm, is. Epic a, tried so hard to make their own la- launcher with the Epic Game Store. They should have just know, put it all in Fortnite. And what, dude, you know what's amazing to me is that Lego <laughs> Fortnite is free. That is the most insane thing to me. Any kid can go and download Lego Fortnite, or download Fortnite and play Lego Fortnite for free. Mm. There's four. There is a fully playable rhythm game that's free. A fully playable Wild. racing game that is fine. It's better than a free-to-play one because it doesn't have gotcha garbage in it for free. And the Lego Fortnite, which is a Minecraft Valheim survival game that me and my friends, I the, the main reason I'm shouting it out is we played for four hours the other night and half of it was spent screaming because at night it would get too cold and our base accidentally was spawned next to the polar cap of the map mm. and so we're like oh no we're cold we're dying and so like we were yelling at each other like we need hate and like like it it was hilarious but it uh you know it's just fun and stupid and the fact that like uh, it's an embarrassment of riches for for what people make fun of it for the skins and ip crossovers i get it but to to be able to have even a switch which it runs like garbage on but to be able to download a game like that for free and you're yep. given four deep games where you also have care like content creation added onto it is insane yeah. of course the flip side on switch is that it does take up your whole memory yeah it does you can it's, only have one game on your console yeah and that is the fortnite um well right. let's unveil the, the top 10 Coming in at we number should, well, 10. Well, we should remind with the the way we calculated this is that they, we gave point totals to each of the games based yes. on their slots. And the, the computer ran the numbers um, and then they got added up. The number one for each of us got 10 points and the number 10 for each of us got one point. Yep. Um, Work it out from in between those two. <laughs> yep. I did the math. Don't worry. It's if, all clean. If you want... Pause the show right now. Tally it up yourself. See if your math is right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, number 10 is Disney Illusion Island. This is 11. I know, because number one is games and totals. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Seth. So true. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. Excel. Uh, number, ten, number 10 is Disney Illusion Island. Yep. With six points. Yes. So those are my points. Yep. Number nine... Spider-Man 2. Only person who had it on the list was you. Yeah. Yeah. Forrest didn't play it. I didn't get around to it. Number eight, Exoprimal. 
Yep. It's a truly great game. Amazing. We both had it much lower on the list, and here it is. But <laughs> that's the uh, wonder of the system. No, that's where I had it. No, that's... you had it lower on the list, because I also had it on my list. Uh, I think um, I think I had it at eight. I would uh, definitely had it at eight. <laughs> right, and that's what I'm Which saying. you had it at five. No. Check the numbers. I had it at... Seven. Seven. Four plus three, seven. Yes. Seven. That's what I meant. This Don't worry about uh, it. Number seven. I'm just saying Math it's is hard. interesting that we had both had it low on our list because we both had it yeah. it's in the top ten. Mm-hmm. Number seven is Signalis. Yes. Woo! Very good. Very number good. six is Xenoblade Chronicles 3 Future Redeemed. Redeemed, yes. Yes, sir. Uh, Number five is Sea of Stars. Number mm-hmm, four mm-hmm. is Lies of P. Yep, yep, yep. Number three is Hi-Fi Rush. Hi-Fi yes. of Rush. Number two is Alan Wake <laughs> that 2. really confused me, <laughs> what you just said. And number one is Tears of the Kingdom. Nice. Only two points separating Tears of the Kingdom and Alan Wake. Yeah. And I'm, even if I put Alan Wake 2 in my number one spot, wouldn't have taken it. Yep. Yeah. Because I put it at number five. Yeah. Thanks, Seth. You ruined the game of the year. In my opinion. <laughs> I think this is a fine this No, is a, this, this is a, is a wonderful fine list. Ranking. I think it's a great list. Yeah. And it shows the diversity of all the games that we all three play. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I tend to play more of the mainstream stuff, but I will get interesting things every now and then. That this yeah, you got Disney Illusion Island. And Disney list. Illusion yeah. Island is kind of a weird one for this year. Even though... You would think, like, say a Disney game is mainstream, but this game really didn't have the, the grasp that, uh, it, you know, other ones did. Yes, this is a good list. I'm, We're all I'm, in agreement. I'm really happy with this. It's true. Is, this is all of our list. Yeah. It's the truth, and it is... And you'll never know if we came up with list, this list beforehand and then justified it with our earlier picks. Yeah. We booked it like wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> the math works out. We made sure. But um, with that, we appreciate you listening to a year of us talking about video games. And we hope that you will come back next year as we talk about more games. Um, especially because February, if you don't like us talking about games, is going to be insufferable <laughs> for you. But because so great for us. February and March will probably be taken up by Final Fantasy VII, and uh, nothing can stop us uh, because we are the ones that put this out. Yeah. <laughs> so. Um, if you don't like it, then you'll have to become a co-host. Yeah. Or you'll have to rewrite the timeline somehow. <laughs> and you won't and do it because you're to, not Sephiroth. You'll have yeah. to destroy our whispers. But I'll yes. be on to you, just like Aerith is. Yeah. Mm. Man. Got to get... 2024 is the year we get Seth the Sea Advent Children in a theater. It's, it's so true. It's going to happen. Dude, Dude I will the pay only for your I'm ticket, going, brother. I, don't, I won't go. <laughs> The only way I'm I'm experiencing that is through that dumb mobile game, which is not good. <laughs> it didn't even make your honorable mention. No, it's not uh, good. And we will talk at you uh, next year. Bye. Bye. See ya.